what's up guys welcome back to another episode of the fantasy fellow show my name is kyle today we are going over the afc south fantasy previews we just covered the houston texans and the indianapolis colts and now we're on to the jacksonville jaguars which as a team that has a lot of new things a lot of new moving parts we're going to start with head coach urban meyer this is his first uh stint in the nfl he's of course been uh, one of the best coaches in college football over the last handful of seasons starting all the way back at Florida in 2005 to 2010, uh, and then at, at Ohio State from 2012 to 2018. But again, this is his first stint in the NFL. It should be uh, interesting to see how this works. He's only 56 years old, um, so we'll see. He's got a lot of new uh, – he's got Trevor Lawrence, so this will be fun to see how uh, those two's careers are tied together uh, in the future. And then they brought in offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, who's been in the NFL uh, for a long time, starting back with Green Bay as an assistant quarterbacks coach in 2000 to 2005, basically. Uh, he was with Minnesota for a handful of seasons as their OC, with Seattle for even more, like six seasons as their OC. And then he's been with the Lions the last few seasons, 2019 to 2020. He also was the interim head coach at the end of last season. So uh, you're hiring a guy that's got a lot of NFL uh, experience, a lot of offensive coordinating in different systems, um, but we kind of know what he is and we can kind of figure out how he wants to use his offense. So let's take a peek then at the Jacksonville Jaguars 2021 roster here. So I guess maybe we'll skip the depth chart. I just want to see, let's, let's show you guys who they added. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the additions in free agency. They lost uh, a couple players here too. They lost Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, and Al Wood. So nothing too major on the departure list here but let's look at this notable additions list this is pretty lengthy um so they get shaq griffin cornerback from seattle rayshawn jenkins safety defensive tackle roy robertson harris uh, wide receiver marvin jones wide receiver jamal agnew tight end chris manhurts quarterback cj bethard and running back carlos hyde uh, now i like the marvin jones and the jamal agnew signing because they've been detroit lions the last handful of seasons and that's where daryl bevel has uh he's been coaching those guys so he knows them they understand his offense that could be a really nice fit for a guy like marvin jones but a lot of just a lot of nice solid signings here. I think Jacksonville is going to be sneaky competitive this season and much better on defense too. You see these notable additions with the cornerback, the safety, the defensive tackle, uh, a lot of nice defensive pieces here. And then let's look at this draft class because they ended up with a lot of picks. Of course, first pick overall, Trevor Lawrence, the future of the franchise. They come back and actually traded up in the first round to go get Travis Etienne, uh, which is not a move that I was super excited about. But if they have a plan for him, this could be something that works out very, very well. Uh, I guess the questions are, what happens with running back James Robinson? A lot of his value is probably going to take a hit. They, we have seen Travis Etienne working as a wide receiver exclusively in the first handful of OTAs. So he might be kind of one of those, those PPR satellite backs, maybe kind of used like a Kareem Hunt would be. So I'm interested in Travis Etienne at some point. And then uh, round two, they get Tyson Campbell, cornerback out of Georgia. Really solid pick. Uh, another round two pick, uh, Walker Little, offensive tackle out of Stanford. A third round pick here in and Andre Cisco, safety out of Syracuse. Two fourth round picks here defensive tackle Jay Tufel out of USC and defensive end Jordan Smith out of UAB. They get tight end Luke Farrell in uh, 
the fifth round here out of Ohio State, of course. And then a really strong pick here at the end in the sixth round, Jalen Camp out of Georgia Tech, uh, a guy who I'm actually really excited about for Dynasty. So I really like this class, man. Like quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, all those got addressed. The defense got a heavy overload too. Cornerback, safety, defensive tackle, defensive end, along with all of these notable additions here. So Jacksonville's putting together a pretty nice competitive roster this season. They should be much better this year than the 115 club that we saw last year. I'm not expecting a playoff berth or a playoff push at all, but like six, seven wins is definitely within the reach here. So uh, with all that uh, additions and draft class being said, let's look at and see what this depth chart looks like. Um, so blue is drafted, green equals UDFA. You see three big blue names here. And at the top, of course, Trevor Lawrence. Backup is going to be Gardner Minshew, CJ Beathard, and Jake Luton's back for another season. Uh, but it's all about Trevor Lawrence. He's going to start right away. We should see him, as long as he's healthy, play the full 17-game season and then just take his lumps. That, I think that's what is important this season. We don't expect Jacksonville to put together a winning team or a playoff team quite yet. Uh, but we want him to just get acclimated to the offense, You know, get some chemistry with DJ Chark and Chenault and Marvin Jones, and, of course, the running backs. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited about Trevor Lawrence as far as drafting him. He should be kind of a super flex quarterback too. I don't think we want to use him as a quarterback one this season, but I could be wrong. He might be a nice guy that you add at the end of your bench and just kind of see what happens. Uh, but I love the idea of Trevor Lawrence kind of developing as the season goes along and becomes a guy that as the season you know, turns to November, December. He's a guy that we're looking at for starting in even one quarterback leagues, but definitely super flex leagues. I think that's where I'm most excited about him. Uh, best ball leagues as well. Now the running back room, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, Carlos Hyde is there, Raquel Armstead, Dare Ogan Bawali, Divina Zigbo, Nathan Cottrell. Um, so the guys that were interested in drafting, of course, James Robinson, Travis Etienne. Let's take a peek real quick at, I want to show... Let's just look at the FF Today stats from last season. Let's see where James Robinson ended up. I think he was like RB4, RB3. He was RB7 last year, so he missed the last couple games in the season. But 240 carries, 1,070 yards, and 7 touchdowns. But his work as a receiver, this is why I was a little confused with the ETN pick. Uh, the guy catches 49 receptions, 60 targets, 344 yards, and three touchdowns. Like he was an absolute gem in pass blocking and you know catching the ball out of the backfield. So I'm nervous about this because his numbers are going to come down pretty massively. Uh, maybe you know 30, 40 percent of this. I don't expect him to get the 240 carries as well this season. That's probably going to be more around 200. Um, so he's losing a lot of work, a lot of volume. And at this point, I mean, I've seen, I'm seeing James Robinson drop to the fifth, sometimes sixth round. And at this point, like we kind of got to view him as a top 30 running back a guy that you would not mind as your running back too. Um, but he's kind of more best drafted as a wide uh, running back three. So he could be kind of down here in this 25 to 30 range by the end of the season. I just think ETN is going to kind of clog up a lot of the work here. Um, so I do have ETN listed as a co-starter. I think he's going to be kind of a third down back. Now, I don't think ETN is going to steal too many carries away from James Robinson, but they, they could force the issue. It's a first round running back versus a seventh round. Uh, wasn't he a UDFA last year? So I do have the running back split here of 179 carries to 103 with 179 to James Robinson. In terms of receptions, I have 33 catches for James Robinson, 47 for ETN. Uh, a lot more, not a lot more yards, but 
considerable amount for fantasy production, 350 yards and one touchdown for each running back here. In terms of PPR points, James Robinson with 185 and ETN with 145. So last year, 185 points would have put James Robinson as RB21 and 145 would have put ETN as running back 32. Um, so again, I'm just I'm not sure how this split's going to be. This is going to be something that I watch hard uh, and closely throughout the summer training camp. Uh, I could even see James Robinson getting more than 179 carries. So this is kind of his floor, I believe, and he's still coming out as a running back too. Um, so if you, if you see James Robinson start to fall into the fifth, sixth round, I do think that just the way he played last year, uh, I, I trust him a little bit more than ETN in between the tackles. He's going to be their banger. He could also be uh, their, their goal line back still. And he's still a really good pass catcher. And Trevor Lawrence throws the ball really, really well to running backs. So I do expect that to be a more focal point of the offense this year. Uh, when I have 125 total targets to running backs. Last season, they threw it about 113, so a slight uptick there. Uh, but go ahead and con I think we should be drafting James Robinson. I see ETN going in the fourth and fifth round, and that's just not adding up to me. Uh, we could see we could see it happen, but for now, I think I'm 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 leaning towards taking James Robinson, who's been cheaper in drafts right now, and I think he's going to get more touches in the long term. So Carlos Hyde, Raquel Armstead, Daryl Gundawali, not interested in the backups, but we can continue to draft Robinson and ETN. I just think we need to limit our expectations, kind of view both guys as a running back, like two, three, kind of like a flex position almost. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see first round talent in Travis Etienne versus the incumbent UDFA, uh, maybe the rookie of the, I thought he was the rookie of the year. Was he not last season? Um, but anyways, wide receivers, this is where I think we're going to have the most fun. Uh, and just with the, there's not a lot of clarity with the running backs. I don't know how it's going to go. I feel much safer drafting a DJ Chark, a LaVisca Chenault, a Marvin Jones. I think Marvin Jones is going to be very sneaky. You think about how good he's been with Detroit, his career. And you're looking at a guy that he has DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault alongside him now. That's uh, probably significantly better weapons than he's had in Detroit besides Kenny Galladay, you know, on the outside. So you're looking at Marvin Jones, a guy who's been in Daryl Bevel's system the last couple of seasons and a, just a veteran receiver that Lawrence can probably depend on. It wouldn't surprise me to see Marvin Jones have a really good season. DJ Chark's probably going in the sixth, sometimes seventh round of drafts. I think he's going to be a wide, re wide receiver two value. And then same thing with Luvisca Chenault. I think he's going to rack up a ton of catches, be a useful PPR receiver for us, and hopefully maybe start seeing some more carries like we thought he was going to get last season. Uh, now, the guys on the bench, Colin Johnson, I think he played really well for a rookie last year. Jamal Agnew, uh, crossover from Detroit. He's probably going to be their primary special teams guy. Uh, but Jalen Camp, if you're in Dynasty Leagues and still haven't drafted yet, throw a late round dart at Jalen Camp. He could eventually be the number three wide receiver here. Really big bodied receiver, really fast. He, he played at Georgia Tech, so there's not a lot of uh, tape on him. You know, a heavy run team that maybe throws the ball seven, eight times a game. Uh, but when they did throw the ball, it was going deep to Camp. So I, th I think that could be a nice fit with Trevor Lawrence. And then you got like Philip Dorsett, Terry Godwin, Josh Hammond, John Vea Johnson, and then a couple UDFAs there, Tim Jones and Josh and Matter Baby. Uh, but anyways, Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones, I think these guys should all be best ball targets for sure. And I find myself buying the Marvin Jones quite a bit because he's the cheapest one of the group. And again, he's just got the continuity with Daryl Bevel. And he's also just the veteran receiver that Lawrence, I think, will develop and trust fairly quickly right away on those important third and like eights, third and nines, things like that. 
So get the receivers. I think I feel best about those guys being wide receiver threes or better. And then you're looking at the tight end room. James O'Shaughnessy is kind of the last man standing there. They did not resign Tyler Eifert. They have Chris Manhurts, who they added uh, from Carolina. Ben Ellison, they drafted Luke Farrell in the fifth round. Tyler Davis, and then Tim Tebow is on the team. So I'm really, we, we really can't draft a tight end from the Jacksonville Jaguars unless they traded for like Zacherts or something. So I think I'm just going to kind of gloss over this, but we'll show you guys what they did last year with the tight ends first. Um, last season, Tyler Eifert had a nice season, 36 catches, 60 yard, or 60 reception, no, 36 catches, 60 targets, almost 350 yards and two touchdowns. It, it was a, a fine season. He just uh, is not back with the team. James O'Shaughnessy was the number two last year. He caught 28 of 38 targets, 262 yards. So if, if O'Shaughnessy is getting 50, 60 targets, some touchdowns, maybe a guy in best ball that you can kind of throw in late. But with this whole Tim Tebow stuff, uh, it's just making me really question what we're doing here at tight end. Uh, I do have Tebow projected for seven catches, 13 targets, and 70 yards here, even a touchdown. So we're kind of just going to avoid all the tight ends uh, from Jacksonville. And I think the only guys that I can put, stamp my flag in is trying to grab a Jaguars receiver, Chark, Chenault, or Jones. And then uh, in the fourth and fifth round, I can't, I can't, I can't pull the trigger on Travis Etienne. In the fifth or sixth round, I can do it on James Robinson. I just think in the long term, he's going to get the more carries and the reception split. That's going to be the number that probably leans towards Etienne. But I would bank on James Robinson getting 12 to 15 carries a game. Etienne just sprinkled in a little bit, uh, but we'll see what happens. I I don't have a lot of clarity with the running back room, so that's why I'm kind of hesitant there. But I do like Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback too in Superflex leagues. And then again, Chark, Chenault, Jones. A really big fan of Chark and Chenault, uh, but Marvin Jones is probably the cheapest the cheapest of the group, and I think he could be he could lead the team in touchdowns. You know, he's he's just a, a really good veteran receiver. He's been the leading tight or touchdown guy i think for detroit for a handful of seasons as well so i don't know I'm, I'm excited to see urban meyer new offense trevor lawrence travis Etienne. uh we'll see a healthy dj chark a new lavisca chanel throughout a year two and then marvin jones this team could be kind of special uh maybe maybe seven eight wins this season with all those players that they moved and added in free agency uh, so there's a lot to like in Jacksonville, but that's going to do it for today's video. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I'm excited about the Jaguars. So uh, I don't know. That's going to be it, though. Thank you guys for your time. We'll be covering the Titans in the next video. So stay tuned for that. And we'll see you guys in the next video. Cool. Peace.